Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. We've probably all given up on someone at some time, maybe been given up on. It's so painful. And, and maybe, maybe it's not something we can avoid in this life. But sometimes, sometimes we can avoid it if we listen to one another in a deeper way. In the season of nonviolence, the season of peaceful, compassionate presence, listening, deep listening, is one of the greatest gifts that we can give one another. But often we don't know how to do it. You would think it was simple, but for sure it's not. I, I've been doing relationship coaching for 20 plus years. And in that time, do you know what the most common thing people tell me is? They come in and they say, we have communication problems. And they're absolutely right, <laughs> they do. And as we tease it out, we find out, well, actually, there's other things that are at the root of that. But what people are aware of is that they have communication problems. But they don't know how to change that. And so, so I think that the first thing to recognize is that listening involves being present. It involves listening to our own spirits first, not giving up on ourselves so that we can be present for another person. As we listen, we're receiving a communication. And we have to be curious and open and not defensive. So this is what mostly we do. We use what's called a listening filter. So you know, like in photography, if you put a red thing in front of your lens, all your pictures are going to look surprisingly red, aren't they? <laughs> well, when you listen, the same thing happens. One of the most common filters is listening to fix. Does that sound familiar? Have you ever heard somebody, what they're saying, and you can hardly wait for them to shut up so, because you've already got the solution for what they need. You have got this big plan of remodel for their lives if they will just shut up so you can tell them how they can fix themselves. 
<laughs> Haven't we all done that? It's so exciting to be able to fix somebody else. <laughs> because God knows we are way too much of a remodel project for ourselves. <laughs> So we, we listen to just for those key words so that we can get a gist of how we can fix them. And then we're so surprised when they're not happy with our suggestion. Not only do they not take that plan and go out and implement it, but they're mad at us. <laughs> and we're thinking, but I was just trying to help. Oh. He, she does not understand me. And we are now the victim. <laughs> it's because we were not listening. We don't like uncertainty. We don't like feeling like we're not in control. And so, in order to avoid that uncomfortable feeling, we do things to feel like we are in control. Like fix. I've got a hammer. I know what to do with a hammer. Let me fix you. <laughs> and so we temporarily feel better, but we are not listening, and the person that we theoretically were listening to does not feel better. Sometimes we listen to blame. So we're, we're filtering everything that the person is saying, looking for ammunition that we can turn around and hurl at them. Because God knows it's not my fault. It must be your fault because it's got to be somebody's fault because something is clearly wrong. Or is it? What if we knew, if we knew deep, deep in our guts because we had such a strong spiritual practice? What if we knew that we were okay, that there was nothing to defend, that we humans just routinely mess up our communication and it's okay. We don't have to, as Mary Oliver says, get on our knees and crawl a thousand miles to be okay. We could just know we're already okay. And we can listen and let somebody else have whatever their issue is. When we listen, we want to listen for what is the feeling? Because we don't, we don't always communicate very well when we're talking. Sometimes we don't even know. Do you know, this is the most amazing thing for those of us who are extroverts, I bet you don't know this, you know, unless you happen to have studied it, that introverts actually think about what they want to say before they say it. <laughs> Isn't that an extraordinary idea? 
And for introverts, you may not know that we extroverts figure out what we think by talking. <laughs> it's a very different mode of communication. I've heard stories of people that um, the wife had been going on this rant about the school and, and how it wasn't doing right for their children and they needed to get them in a private school. And blah. By the time he got home, he had figured out how he could get a second job and how they, how they could provide for the kids to get them into the private school. And she looked at him and like, what? yeah, she was over it. What are you talking about? She, she didn't mean that. She was just floating the idea. And, and he was all ready to get to work on it because he thought that's what she wanted. We have to listen to what is underneath whatever is being floated on the surface because underneath... There's amazing things, just like in the water. If you've ever, you know, felt down in the water or if it's clear, look down in the water, there's a lot of cool stuff under the surface. There are things like, what is the creative intent behind what this person is saying? In other words, what is it that they really want? They may not know. And that's the gift of a good friend. Because sometimes when you're talking, and you're talking through the whole thing, the friend is listening more deeply and can reflect back to you. You know, it sounds like you really want whatever it is. That's such a gift. But you have to be listening deeply. When we listen deeply, we can hear emotion I can't tell you how many times in my office sitting with people I can feel the wave of sadness from somebody who has a straight face, who does not know that they are sad, but I can feel it. Sometimes as I sit with them and I just allow that, that sadness to move through me that I know is their sadness and, and you know the tears begin to roll down my cheeks, somehow it unlocks a key for them and they connect with their own sadness. I've had people, I, I was just reading this thing I had written in a, in a journal about this guy. I, I actually pride myself on making men cry. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's just, it's harder for men. It's harder for men to be in touch with their feelings because although many of us have gotten the stop being a whiny baby, men have gotten it more. And they have this idea that they're supposed to be tough and strong and never show feelings. But because I can feel that sadness in them, and I'm not afraid of it, often they will end up crying. And I remember this one guy, he said to me, sobbing, he said, you weren't supposed to get there. Nobody's ever gotten there before. 
to that place that was so deep in him and so sad. But in order to do that, our our listening has to be spacious. We have to be willing to actually have silence and not be jumping in like the emergency squad. But just let there be the space. And people can actually come to it themselves. It's such a gift. You can hear a person's soul coming through what they're saying if you're listening deeply. And it's something that you can pray for. It's really important. There's, there's a technique, it's called active listening. And it basically means you repeat what you heard the person say. And it can be, it can really slow down a conversation, let me tell you this. <laughs> And it can be really annoying if you're parroting it exactly. But I have to say, there have been so many times I've taught a couple that, and the person doesn't even come close. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, have you got styrofoam in your ears? Or like, what is going on? And And they're just... Sometimes people are too impatient. It's like, yeah, 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 I got that. But they don't say it. And so the person doesn't feel like they heard them. And when they do that simple exercise of just repeating more or less or summarizing it pretty accurately, what they heard say, then the other person says, oh, finally, I feel like you're listening to me. And maybe they were listening right all along, but they weren't saying it in a way that the person could feel listened to. So it's a really powerful technique. And it's even more powerful when you listen not only for the words that are being said, but what's under the surface. What are the feelings? Somebody who's saying this must be feeling what? Why would they care about that? Why would they be so passionate about that? And what if they're not saying anything? Like the song, say something. I remember one time in a workshop, the leader asked us to get on two sides of the room. And she described how some people are like turtles, and in conflict they just kind of close up and they don't say anything. Go on that side of the room if you're a turtle. And the other people are like hailstones, hailstorms, and they just keep better, 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 better. Like, say something, say something, say something, say something. Go on that side of the room. <laughs> if you're the... So I was actually, which side do I go on? Because it depends on who I'm talking to, which I am. But I ended up going over there. And so she was asking us, what is it that you need? And so the people over here, the turtle said, listen to us. You know what we said? Like a Greek chorus all together. Then say something. (laughs) 
and they don't. They don't say anything. And why don't they say anything? Because it's been a second already and we can't stand the silence. <laughs> and so we've jumped in with something to say. Whereas if we could just be quiet, eventually, just the way a glacier moves across the land, they would say something. <laughs> that's how it feels. <laughs> that's, that's how it feels for those of us in that line. <laughs> it, it never can be soon enough, but it does happen. But only if we are deeply listening. And again, the thing that allows us to do that is because we are not dependent on the other person and what they say to make us okay. We are dependent on a relationship with our own souls. The final song today is listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Because that wind, that soul is going to take us to a place of feeling so right. Because no matter who we are, no matter what we've done or have not done, in our essence, we are always, always, always all right. Nothing can change that. And so we get to just listen to the wind of our soul and see where it will take us. And in that delight, we get to be present with another person who may be the mouthpiece for the wind of our soul in that moment who if we are not jumping up to combat them or to fix them, may give us a clue to where that next path is opening up. And so I invite all of us to up our game of listening. <laughs>